This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Tuesday, October 17th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Canada pressured to reject U.S. dairy demands. Pruitt to chat with pro-biofuel senators and report details nitrate challenges. The fourth round of NAFTA negotiations wraps up today, and the U.S. has so far only unveiled some of its proposals to weaken Canada's dairy policies, but opposition is already reaching full steam. Francois Laporte, president of the influential Canadian Teamsters Union, said yesterday that the U.S. proposal to water down Canada's dairy supply management system is so decisive that it threatens the overall success of the talks. Laporte said the United States launched a violent assault on Canada's dairy supply management system. Tens of thousands of jobs will be in jeopardy unless the Trudeau government continues its defense of dairy workers and farmers. Don't be surprised if U.S. dairy proposals derail these NAFTA talks. An unstoppable force is meeting an immovable object. If Canada's dairy protections are the immovable object, that would make the U.S. the unstoppable force and dairy farmers here cheering on negotiators. U.S. dairy producers blame Canada's supply management system for encouraging farmers to overproduce and then dump excess products onto the international market where they bring down international prices. While it has the right to choose its own domestic farm policies, Canada doesn't have the right to use those policy tools to manipulate global dairy markets to the benefit of Canada's lucrative dairy industry and the detriment of the rest of the world's dairy exporters. That the word of the National Milk Producers Federation in a statement before negotiations even began to rewrite NAFTA. Sources tell AgriPulse the U.S. proposal put on the negotiating table this weekend centers around demands that Canada be more transparent about government support for farmers as well as how much milk is produced and exported. Pruitt to chat with pro-biofuel senators. EPA Administrator Scott Pruitt has a meeting with a group of people that sent him a letter on Monday. Senators that are miffed by his agency's action that could lead to lowered biodiesel volumes. Pruitt will meet with a group of senators led by biofuel stalwart and Iowa Republican Chuck Grassley. The meeting came after Grassley vocally and publicly objected to the EPA accepting comment on data they say could be used to justify lowering biodiesel volumes under the renewable fuel standard. Grassley reportedly spoke with Trump, who asked Pruitt to meet with the senator. On Monday, the Trump administration was on the receiving end of letters from officials taking issue with his plan. Grassley, North Dakota Democrat Heidi Heitkamp, and 30 other senators signed on to a letter urging Pruitt to increase biodiesel blending levels and the final RFS figures that are due out next month. In addition, four Republican governors, including Iowa's Kim Reynolds, Kansas' Sam Brownback, Missouri's Eric Greetens, and South Dakota's Dennis Dalgard also sounded their alarm, sending a letter to the White House opposing the biodiesel language as well as a reported plan that would allow exported biofuels to count toward RFS compliance. The letter reads, The practical impact of this proposal would be to set up a cannibalistic, zero-sum scenario that in effect would be no different than simply cutting the 15 billion gallon conventional RFS level by the amount of ethanol exported. In effect, 
For every gallon exported, there would be one less gallon used domestically. This is not the recipe for U.S. energy dominance. The comment period for the biodiesel data availability closes on Thursday. Report details nitrate challenges. New data on nitrate contamination in rural water supplies make the case for using Farm Bill programs to curb fertilizer runoff. That according to the Environmental Working Group. An EWG report being released today says that 1,683 communities, mostly in farming areas, have nitrate levels in drinking water that are at or above a level that increases the risk of cancer. The EPA's legal limit for nitrates is 10 parts per million, but the National Cancer Institute says there's an increased cancer risk with levels above 5 parts per million. According to the EWG study, 463 communities have nitrate levels at or above 7.5 parts per million, and 118 exceed the EPA's legal limit. The report calls for tightening conservation compliance requirements and for reworking conservation programs to target assistance to farm practices that protect drinking water supplies. New cherry orchard threat discovered in U.S. The European cherry fruit fly has been detected for the first time ever in the U.S. USDA officials are scrambling to protect U.S. orchards from infestation. USDA's Animal and Plant Health Inspection Service detected the fruit fly this month in Youngstown, New York. No damage has been done yet to commercial cherry orchards, according to the agency. The pest lays its eggs in cherries, causing the fruit to rot. Heavy infestations can reduce marketable yields significantly, according to APHIS analysis. Fruit processors may reject consignments of infested harvested cherries. The European cherry fruit fly has done extensive damage in Austria, Italy, Portugal, France, Germany, Spain, and Switzerland, according to USDA, which has been on the lookout for U.S. infestation since it was detected in Canada near the U.S. border for the past couple of years. Craig Morris leaves AMS. After 20 years at USDA, Craig Morris is leaving the Agriculture Marketing Service, where he serves as Deputy Administrator for the Livestock, Poultry, and Seed Program. Morris, who will join the National Pork Board as Vice President for International Marketing, recently played significant roles in opening Chinese markets to U.S. beef exports and USDA's efforts to implement the biotech disclosure law passed by Congress last year. Morris said in a farewell note to his colleagues, While I don't know who will be asked to lead you next, because that decision is not mine to make, I ask that you work just as collaboratively, creatively, and passionately with them as you have with me. I hope you encourage them to gather your feedback, rely on your deep knowledge and expertise, and ensure that you're continuing to serve your constituencies to the best of your collective abilities. Pruitt takes on environmental groups. EPA Administrator Scott Pruitt is trying to end the practice of sue and settle at the agency, issuing a directive stating that the agency will not resolve litigation through backroom deals with any type of special interest group. Pruitt appears to be taking aim at settlements like the one reached with environmental groups requiring the EPA to consult with the Fish and Wildlife Service and the National Marine Fishery Service on the effects of pesticides on endangered species. Pruitt said the days of regulation through litigation are over. 
However, his directive mostly addresses transparency concerns, for example, requiring the agency to notify affected states and industry parties when lawsuits are filed. The directive also says EPA, quote, shall seek to receive the concurrence of any affected states and or regulated entities before entering into a consent decree or settlement agreement. In addition, while the EPA press release says the directive will exclude attorneys' fees and litigation costs when settling, the directive says the agency will, quote, seek to exclude the payment of attorneys' fees and costs to any plaintiff or petitioner when settling a case. Here's today's She Said It, where the USDA is challenged and other departments as well, is just how long it has taken to get anyone confirmed in the subcabinet. It's just remarkable. That was former Secretary of Agriculture Ann Veneman responding to a question about challenges related to passing a new farm bill during a press conference at the Iowa Hunger Summit in Des Moines, Iowa, yesterday. Well, that's Daybreak for this Tuesday, October 17th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by McLeod Watkinson and Miller, America's most experienced law firm in agricultural and derivatives law, and by the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Nelly.